Nothing But The Words, episode number 40, Lessons from a Writer's Retreat. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. In this episode, I want to share with you some of the lessons I took from my writer's retreat last week. Some of these lessons you can apply right now without going anywhere to help you write your book more efficiently, but also to write a better version of your book. Earlier this year, I think it was in January, actually, my friend Anita and I got together with the best laid plans, decided we would hold a writer's retreat in 2020. Like me, Anita is an author's coach and she loves to get outside in nature. So we figured we would be somewhere where we could go for daily walks outside. And like me, she's currently writing a book. So we thought it would be great to take a group of writers out to write and also be able to work on our own books at the same time. We chose a great location, we planned our itinerary, and we even created a list of sort of our dream list of what clients we wanted to have there, who we would love to work with and spend a week just writing with. And we decided fall of 2020 would be the perfect time to host our retreat. I'm sure you can see where this is going. COVID-19 happened and we didn't even have a conversation about it. It was just understood that our retreat wouldn't be happening as planned. But as the months went on and my husband and our younger daughter, who is an adult, and I were in our house together, I found myself working on my book less and less. My business was doing well. Um, Unlike many people whose businesses have suffered during the pandemic, I was incredibly fortunate and my business actually picked up during this time. I was really happy to be coaching more clients to the end of their books. I was really happy to have a lot of books to edit and they were really high quality. It was a wonderful problem, I guess, to have, to have so much work to do, but I wasn't giving my own book the attention it needed and deserved. So I planned my own writer's retreat, a writer's retreat for one. Now I will confess that up until the last minute, I was considering not going (laughs) because I had work I could do. I love the work that I do for my clients and I really wanted to get through a lot of that and really give them great results and get it back to them. And I don't know, I was a little on the fence about leaving my family for the week, but I checked into a hotel just 20 minutes from home. I chose a hotel rather than an Airbnb for no other reason than it was easier. I just did not have the bandwidth to be searching through all the available homes on Airbnb. There are so flipping many. (laughs) and I just didn't have time to try to figure out which one would be the best fit and which was in the right neighborhood. I just went with a hotel in an area that I know very well because we used to live in the neighborhood. I picked a location where I knew I could walk to restaurants if I wanted to, to pick up food. And I made sure I had a room with a refrigerator so I could stash food and limit the number of times I had to go out. So during that week, I actually made a lot of progress on my book. I was really excited by the results that I got. I was a little worried at the beginning because it was a slow ramp up for me, but it turned out quite well. So I want to share with you some of the lessons that I learned from my six day solo writers retreat. And actually it was six days because I extended it one day. So lesson number one is to give yourself time to recover from everyday life and work. 
I had planned to do that. I planned to take the weekend off to recuperate from weeks of working seven days a week, long work days. As much as I enjoy my work, it can be exhausting to do that. But I actually ended up working all weekend <laughs> leading up to the retreat. And even that Monday morning, I was working before I left for the hotel. That was not ideal. And it actually wiped out my Monday afternoon. So I was, I was done. I was tired by the time I got to the hotel. So I didn't do any writing that evening. I didn't even try to force myself to do it. In fact, even though I worked on the structure of my book on Tuesday, I still spent much of Tuesday. I worked in bed all day and I spent much of the day just dropping down for a nap whenever I got tired. So give yourself time to recover from your regular workday, especially if you're an entrepreneur or you just work long hours or you have a lot of family members that you take care of, whether they're elderly people or young people or children, you may need some time to just decompress. Lesson number two, decide in advance how much contact you want to have with the outside world and make sure the people in your life are aware of that. So I knew I would not be taking in any news during that time and I did not watch any news and very limited media. I was on social media just a few times during that week, but I didn't want to go all week without talking to my daughters or talking to my husband or my sister or video chatting with my granddaughter. I'm not going to miss that perfect face for a whole week. So I just let them know what to expect, which was that I would talk to them on my breaks, like when I was driving to pick up food, or sometimes even for a few minutes on my walks, or um, whenever I, I needed a break, we would talk. And so we had short conversations during my retreat. We just didn't talk for as long as we normally would. And I didn't really talk to anyone else outside of that small circle of people. Lesson number three is to eat great food. <laughs> And let someone else take care of it for you. Unless cooking is like a part of your routine that really relaxes you and you find it meditative or really uh, invigorating to be in the kitchen, in which case you may want to plan to cook during your retreat. I found that food was really kind of a time-consuming distraction. So for me, after the first day, I made sure that I bought enough food at least for one day when I went out to pick up breakfast. So if I went to Kale Me Crazy and got a kale salad, that's enough really for almost two meals. And then several juices, brought them back, put them in the refrigerator. And the whole idea for me was to eat as healthy as possible for breakfast and lunch and any snacks in between, and then kind of eat, you know, reasonable dinner, but not to sort of indulge the way we might when we're on vacation, because you don't want to be weighed down. You don't want to feel sluggish. You don't want your energy to be low because you've been overindulging in, you know, kind of food that's not the best food for you. Under other circumstances, I probably would have taken some meals in restaurants, but because we're in a pandemic, I was fine with just picking up my food and bringing it back. As an added bonus, I got back into my pre-pandemic jeans by the end of the week. So it was a win on all fronts. Lesson number four, get outdoors. Now in a perfect world, I would have had this retreat uh, on the beach and I would have woken up every morning looking at the ocean, but that was not feasible for me. So there was no view in Atlanta that I was going to get super excited about seeing. I was fine with not having, I had some trees to look at, but that was pretty much it. Most of my time was spent looking down at the screen of my laptop or on the page. So no view was not a problem for me. However, I did find it super beneficial to get outside every day, enjoy the fresh air enjoyed the sunshine. It really reinvigorated me whenever my energy kind of got low, 
going outside was a good pick-me-up. And that brings me to lesson number five, which is to walk. Walking has been demonstrated in several studies to increase your creativity. And they've found that as little as 15 minutes of walking can increase your creative output. I walked every day and I don't necessarily do that when I'm at home. I would love to, but y'all know it doesn't happen every day. If it does, it's usually on my treadmill. So I walked every day and during every walk, I found myself whipping out my phone to leave myself voice memos for the book because ideas were just coming up. Concepts I had struggled to articulate finally clicked on my walks. I made new connections between seemingly unrelated ideas, connections I hadn't made before. In fact, I was on a walk when I figured out the defining principle for the structure, the new structure of my book. So give yourself the opportunity to get outside and walk. You don't need to necessarily be listening to music or a podcast or anything. Just get out there and move your body a little bit. Lesson number six is to give yourself time to get into the work. So depending on how much time you spent working on your book in the days and weeks coming up to your retreat, you may need to have more time to build up to getting into the work. In my experience, the longer you have been away from it, or if it's brand new, the more time you may need to get back into it. That means a three-day retreat. If that's what you can do, do it, but it may not necessarily be enough for you to get the kind of momentum and make the kind of progress that you want to make. I was really not disappointed, but I wanted more time. And so at my husband's encouragement, I did add an extra day onto my retreat so that I could get a little bit more writing done. I just found my momentum was getting going and I didn't want to leave until I reached a certain point. So lesson number seven, we talked about minimizing your consumption of media, but minimize all the input from other people. Now, that's not to say you need to live in a bubble during your retreat, but if you go on a retreat and you start your day with the news and social media, you're still in consumption mode. So it's incredibly difficult to create and consume at the same time. So cut back on what you're taking in and really, you know, just be choosy about what you're willing to take in during your retreat. And finally, lesson number eight, don't be afraid to discuss your ideas while you're on the retreat. Most evenings I did call my husband and we talked about my work and his work. He asked great questions, which helped me clarify my ideas. And we just discussed it. As we discussed it, I made new connections. I saw holes that were there that I needed to fill. You don't have to go into total isolation to be productive during your writer's retreat. And sometimes the process of talking through your ideas with someone can help you see holes in your theories or missing plot points in your stories. You're not necessarily looking for feedback on your ideas yet because you may not be far enough into your work to appreciate feedback or even need it. But just the act of articulating your ideas or sharing the high level points of your story can inspire shifts in your thinking and shifts in your writing for the better. And you may not have made those discoveries on your own. There's something in the synergy of talking with another person, getting them to reflect back what you've said, getting them to ask you questions can really, really help you make progress with your book. So if you can get away and work on your book, I encourage you to do so. I'm going to do it again. It probably won't be in 2020, but sometime in the first quarter of 2021, I'm going to plan to do it again. I'm really hoping that, you know, maybe I can go somewhere a little bit different, but honestly, it didn't make a big difference. Being in a hotel in my own town was just fine. If that's not an option for you to leave home right now, you might decide to do a stay at home retreat. You can do that too. 
Or if your house is too crowded, you might be able to apply some of these lessons to do mini retreats within your own home. So maybe you say Saturday mornings are your mini writing retreat time. You shut down everything and everyone, and they've got to give you that time. It's important that you prioritize your book enough that if you have the luxury, the privilege, the ability to get away and work on it, even if you're getting away within your own home, that you make it a priority and do so. It will make a big difference for your regular writing routine when you get back to it as well, because you'll have a significant amount of momentum that's kind of hard to get when you're only working in 30 minute, 60 minute blocks every day. That's all for this episode, my friends. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend, somebody you know who really wants to write a book, whether they will admit it or not. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.